Fringes creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. But the air is deathly still. That is the time when fake nerds are present, practicing their reviews with chilling delight. Welcome. Foolish mortals to the fake nerd podcast cinephiles. I am one of your hosts, your ghost hosts. <laughs> I am joined by my fellow fake nerds, Brandon T. McClure and Sparks Witty, as we indulge in our love of films and also. Haunted Mansions. <laughs> All right. Well, that's one way to start a Haunted Mansion review. Uh, guys, yeah, as Ben said, we are talking about the Haunted Mansion. Directed by Justin Simeon. Written by Katie Dippold. This is the new one that just came out recently. Uh hope. Yeah. Oh, all right, so what do we think about this one? Ben, since you did that lovely intro, I'm actually going to have you go last and ask okay. Sparks, what do you think of this one? Yes, we're talking about Haunted Mansion, not the Haunted Mansion. Right, Very the Eddie Murphy difference. one. Um, I like it. I don't love yeah. it, but I like it. Um, ben? I, oh, I think... Oh, how dare you? I'm sorry. Um, uh, I I think that... We'll get into the specifics, but I think like it just it kind of just like meets its bar, you know, mm. without um it doesn't totally do anything to wow in a way sure. I wish it could have. But I like sure. it. Ben, what about you? I really enjoyed it. Um walking out of it and having some time to simmer with it, I think my hype level has died down a little bit. But all in all, I would still say it was a really it was a fun time at the movie theaters. I was laughing. I was having a good time. Um, it's probably no surprise that the Haunted Mansion is one of my favorite rides at Disneyland. It's like every time I go, I have to go on the Haunted Mansion or else I feel like I didn't do a good Disneyland trip. And I honestly feel that this film does the ride justice in a very good way. Um, I really like the story. I really like the characters. There are some things that I do have some issues with it. There are some criticisms I could say, but all in all, I, I mean, I wouldn't say Disney nailed it. It's not like you come out of Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl nailed it, but it's definitely a good time. It is definitely more to me. I mean, I've only seen the, the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion once, and I did not like it. Whereas this one's like, nah, this one feels, it feels scary. It's a, I would say it's a decent, Disney-ish horror flick. I think that when you're doing Haunted Mansion, they were kind of stuck in a in a in a place where because this we've heard about the Haunted Mansion remake since Del Toro and John Favreau were working at Disney to do a a Kingdom Keepers movie and a, and a Haunted Mansion movie. So like this was so like this is the evolution of that of that from long time ago. And when you, if you can't do a Haunted Mansion as a straight horror film, I think probably you shouldn't do it. That said, 
I actually really liked this. I had a really good time with it. I I, I think the emotional core of the film is solid. Um, I really like Lakeith Sanfield a lot. Um, I there's there's things that don't quite work with the film, but ultimately I had a really great time with this one. I was really surprised. Um, I'm gonna rebuttal to that just a little bit. Um, which is that I, I don't think Haunted Mansion should be a straight horror movie. It's not mm-hmm. built that way. There is a there's a there's a there's a spoopiness to it yeah. right like part of it is the the like ooh the fun of of the haunted like there there can be your your ideal like place you want to end up in is something like honestly and i don't think that this movie totally misses this mark is casper sure um sure and i think that this is a lot like casper or even ghostbusters um Although I think Ghostbusters is maybe airing a little more towards comedy than than I would with Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of want to ride that line. I don't think straight horror is is the way to go. I'll come up with a better comp, I think uh, at I, some point. When I, when I mean to do a straight horror, I really only mean in the sense that the, that the Eddie Murphy film exists. And to do something more on the side of comedy would be to kind of do something that's already been done before. And so... Uh, for me, I kind of feel like if you're going to try the Haunted Mansion again, you'd want to do something you haven't already tried, and that would be the straight horror film. I, I get you. I get you. Um, that would never happen with Disney. Um, no, 100%. <laughs> I, you know what? Honestly, the, the, the correct comp is probably Pirates, and in more ways than one. Like It's a good park ride turned into a film, obviously. Yeah. But also, parts of Pirates are kind of scary. Oh yeah, and parts of pirates are very fun, uh, and that's about the same energy you should have for Haunted Mansion. Like, I my my only I I know what you're saying because like the Eddie Murphy one exists, but like nobody cares. <laughs> There's you're, you're you're almost like almost two whole generations of didn't watch it, don't give a shit, um, sure. and uh, or they did and they forgot it. Um, it's not it's not necessarily associated anymore. Uh, with Haunted Mansion so I don't think you're running up against it as much so I think swinging that pendulum all the way to like if they if they wanted to if they'd gone straight horror I also don't think that would have totally worked Um, and I think that would have been a a miscorrection and I don't think that's what Del Toro would have done either I think he would have made it scarier than this Um, but I also think he would have kept a lot of the light and fun parts of it too, because that is part of what's built into the attraction. And because you brought up the Del Toro thing, that's why I wanted to say like it, I'm not really comparing this to the Eddie Murphy one because nobody expected it to come below that. Um, uh, but I am comparing it to the, to the movie that doesn't exist, which is the (laughs) Del Toro haunted mansion that we didn't get. Um, which is very much like, yeah, this is fine. I know what we didn't get would have been better. Um, and that's, and that's kind of where I come away is I'm like, yeah, I, this is good enough, I guess. (laughs) Like, cool. Here's a haunted mansion movie. I, I had a fun time. This is it. I really would have liked Del Toro's where I feel like we would have held it up against pirates as, uh, the first pirates as, this might be one of Disney's best live action movies. Like it, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a little bit like, uh, but I know what we could have had. And this is what we yeah. have. If, if I may real quick sparks, I feel that yeah. after the success, like this is surprise success of the very first pirates film. I don't want to say Disney backed themselves into a corner, but they found, they, they caught lightning in a bottle with that first pirates film. Cause I 
They've we'll never, never they've never been able to replicate what happened with no, pirates. I will never forget hearing that they were making a Pirates of the Caribbean film, and my first thought was, this movie's gonna be terrible. Why are you making a movie about a theme park ride? And then, of course, I go see Curse of Black Pearl. My entire family walked out of that theater absolutely in love with the film. Like, we wanted to go to Disneyland just to go on Pirates and just experience it because of how much we loved it. And, of course, Haunted Mansion would be... Haunted Mansion was, like, the next the next step. But ever since Curse of Black Pearl, Disney's never been able to capture that that lightning that's that special sauce whatever they had with it and they've tried but i mean i even with this film it just misses the mark a little bit it doesn't miss the mark completely like other films like pirates five um but it's it, yeah i i do definitely agree you. with i know how dare I do, you remind us that the fifth one exists it ex- i'm sorry boys it exists um but i do agree with sparks that I know the Del Toro one would have been leagues better, and I'm still salty that we never got it. Before you go, Brandon, just real quick, it's I think it's worth noting that like even when they were making that first Pirates, people who were making that movie didn't think it was going to be good. Yeah. So like it truly shows how much they have no idea how to replicate that <laughs> because yeah. they didn't even know what they were doing at the time was worth paying attention to um and then it and then it comes out and everyone loves it and i'm pretty sure everyone who directed like the directors the actors the writers uh, even jerry bruckheimer himself were like oh shit we actually did something great yeah crap you can't even say you can't even say it's like bruckheimer because he also produced the the haunted mansion with eddie murphy so like it, it the whatever secret sauce they had for that first pirates was just it's just not possible to replicate and so, like, I'm not even asking them to do that because, like, that's clearly lightning in a bottle. You're never going to you're never going to hit that again. Right. So I kind of look at, like, everyone else like, OK, well, how well is this going to be a good time? Like, I think Jungle Cruise is pretty good. I don't think sure. it, it's it's great. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of feel the same way about this one. Like, I was actually pleasantly surprised, much like I was with Jungle Cruise. I definitely I definitely vibed this more than Jungle Cruise to an extent. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, like. I think the the thing is that you want this to be as good as Pirates, right? Because yeah. if there were another ride, uh, original ride associated with Disney, that you want to have a Pirates level good film, it's Haunted Mansion in yeah. general. Like that's kind of the fan base wants a good Haunted Mansion movie. Uh, and like you end up here with clearing the bar, you know, like kind of like Jungle Cruise where it's like, yeah, it's all right. I'm not going to think about it a lot. You know, uh, this one will probably get more watches out of me just because I like adding things into a spooky rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I love having during Halloween time ish, you know, you that you can swing between like truly mess you up horror and and things like this. Um, so it, it'll probably end up in those rotations once in a while because I did enjoy it. Um, but I wish it was something where I was like, no, this is a must every year. Haunted Mansion. Um, right. And it doesn't end up in that space. Uh, go ahead, Brandon. But we can all agree it's better than the last one. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I will say this, and I'll just get I'll get this across real quick. I, the last one's not, not a good movie. Mm-hmm. However, I will praise the last one for trying to create a story that wasn't so beholden to the ride 
Um, sure, sure. Which I think this one is very beholden to the ride. And that's not necessarily a detriment, but I do think it's it's definitely a bolder and harder thing to pull off that the old one went for. And it whipped it. It whipped it hard. But I at least commend the attempt. Yeah, um, whereas it, this one. A, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say this one very slavishly uh, stays within a lot of the confines of of the story of Haunted Mansion without adding too much new uh to it like you think uh, this is a again let's do the pirates comp like curse of the black pearl there's there's a lot of pirates references but there was a lot of originality that came to make that pop and the the previous haunted mansion film they tried uh and that's difficult they failed but this one part of what makes me not like woo is that like there is an amount of you kind of feel like you're just going through a lot of the beats of the ride uh ha- having to get to a story be like well we got to get to the the madame leota room we got to get to the the to the the ghosts uh dancing in the ballroom we got to get to the you know etc 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 you kind of you feel like you have to be led to these beats you, you got to get to mm-hmm. constance's attic where all the yes heads of her husband are right and like are. and like there's a way to work those in organically but the structure of the film feels like i can i can feel you needing me to take me through the bits of the ride and and I do wish a little bit more new and unexpected in the same way that Pirates did had come to this. Sure, sure. That, I was going to make the same comparison to Pirates that you that you did. Um, I should mention 14 minutes in now. Full spoilers, by the way. Oh, if you're here, you should definitely know we're going to. I don't think we've spoiled movie. too much of this movie, actually, so far. But no, yes. so far we haven't. But like going no, forward, ma- just so know. Just, so, guys, spoiler alert, there's a mansion and it's haunted. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'll, I'll kick it off by saying, I think the best original idea, right? Ish, ish, is, uh, this idea that once they enter the mansion, they're compelled to come back by the ghosts. Yeah. And I kind of wish they did more with it. And I'll get into that, uh, in a little bit, but like, that's a really great idea. I really love that concept. Um, that endeared me to the movie very fast. Uh, yeah, I think I think there's a lot that. of good comedy out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also a lot of tension. I, I, you know, it's kind of you 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 your mention of ish it being uh, an original concept. Ish is very apt because it, it is kind of bouncing off of the hitchhiker ghost concept from the ride. Um, and I, I think you talked a little bit about how this kind of slavishly keeps it towards the, the ride. I kind of really liked how much of the ride was incorporated into this movie. Uh, for me, I th- I kind of thought like things like the hitchhikers go. So I was like, Oh, this is actually a really cool way to do something like that. Yes. Uh, that This is one of the bits where I feel like it's interpreted differently. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so it's not, it's not just those three guys. Now mm-hmm. me saying that. Okay. Uh, I I really like the hitchhiking ghost idea. I think it's a really good concept for why you force these people to have to deal with the problem because they they just can't leave the house now. Um, yeah. I mean, they can, but it's miserable. Um, <laughs> and, and so they're here to to figure it out. And I, I like the way it kind of brings our, our group together and things like that. Um, I like the references to the ride. I wouldn't necessarily remove any of them. That's not what I mean when I say like, oh, it's slavish to the right. It's not about the references or the Easter eggs or anything like that. It's about the way that I feel like the plot is moving through like, well, we got to hit this and we got to hit this rather than just like 
working them into a story that's not built around that. Right. Uh, and, and that's, and that's the vibe that I'm fighting with, um, again, like pirates doing a better job of that kind of idea. Like we're going to end up with, uh, the, the skeleton pirates, but the way we end up with them, you know, how does that work into this? You know, um, we're going to end up with, uh, uh, a guy sleeping with pigs, but how we get there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just like the, I mean, Looking back on the original Pirates, there, is, there are a few moments where it's like, you know, the Leo, the, the Leonardo DiCaprio meme, the, the pointing Leo meme, but they're very organic. Like yeah. the one time, like the, the first scene that comes to mind with Pirates, and I do apologize because I will be comparing this to Pirates quite a few times, is um, the jail scene. Like, you know, yeah. where you see all the right. guys try to get the dog and Jack Sparrow is like, you could do that forever. The dog's never going to move. It's very organic. Right. Um, there are some scenes in this there are some references to the ride that which i do feel organic um the stretching hallway scene being one of them i really love how they did the stretching hallway mm-hmm. sure and even when they're tr- and even when um oh god what's what's his name i have the cast list like when when which ben one? is tra- uh ben with uh lakeith stanfield the, yeah lakeith stanfield's character when Ben is trying to, I forgot what he was looking for, but when he goes up to the attic and he discovers Constance. And he's she looking for Leota. Yeah, when he's looking for Leota and finds Constance, I feel that that is also very organic because the second he goes up to the attic, I forgot about the attic and the ride. And then once, of course, you see the, the portraits, I go, oh, shit. It's, mm-hmm. It was one of those things where the references to the ride worked and I just get excited because I'm like, oh, oh, yay here we go like because I, I know what's coming i also just want to because i, I want to focus more on him a little later but like i really like like stanfield in this movie like i really like him in this movie um i love especially him in this movie especially in that sequence that you're talking about ben which is the the in the attic when he has the the <clears throat> the match or the the lighter he's like look i'm just Look, I'm just gonna be real with you. I, I'm an ally. I get it. Like you know, maybe these women deserved it. Um, we don't need to do this, man. <laughs> she shows up in the mirror. I think that's really funny. Um, I will. I want to do this. Finish this hitchhike and go sing real quick. Yeah. Um, I like. I don't. I'm not crazy. I'll. I, I'll rephrase this. I'm not crazy about the actual cameo appearance of the hitchhiking ghosts. That yeah. does feel like shoved in to me. Um. I wish instead that, and honestly, it makes the most sense to me, uh, that we, when Owen Wilson's character says, same thing happened to me, uh, when it's revealed that that's why he brought him here and he's at the house too. Quick cut flashback to all three of them harassing him at his home. <laughs> uh, sure. And then back to the present. And I'm like, that's a good way to include them. They're not the first hit Chike and Ghost we see, but they actually have like contextual reason and presence. And it's funny. Yeah. Um, but the just like putting them in their exact same position uh, in the little like, here's the we couldn't sequence. really we couldn't really fit these guys anywhere. And I'm like, hey, well, maybe don't include them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the it's the dream sequence that we see them in. Uh, we also see the the groundskeeper. Uh, yes, but, but the groundskeeper still shows up at another point. Yeah, that's true. He shows up at the end of the movie towards yeah. the end of the movie. Um, which is weird because I, I don't the groundskeeper's not a ghost. No, he isn't, but I mean, you know, like he was alive when we saw him in the ride. He's dead now. <laughs> he died eventually. Um he did. Everyone dies I, eventually. That's true. That's true. You got me there. Um I want to also mention that 
one of the things that I really like about this movie, as far as like incorporating elements of the ride in a in a in a fun way, is I think making the the hat boss ghost the the villain, this kind of like perver- pervasive ghost that's in that's keeping everyone trapped in this house, mm-hmm. was really smart. Um, because uh, it is a new it's a new incorporation into the ride because of uh, the technology that was used to create it. Um, it creates this kind of like I, this kind of like idea that his inclusion in this mansion was never supposed to be, uh, and he and he's this and he's like keeping them all trapped there. I liked it. I I agree with that. Um, I'll tell you that that is a, uh, they are essentially turning him into. Um, the version of the 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 phantom ghost that exists for the French version of the haunted mansion. Um, oh, you're right. He's he's purpose wise, not the same character, but purpose wise, he's kind of doing the same thing. And in, in that vein, we know that he's he's not keeping all the ghosts there, but he's keeping one spirit there in particular, mm-hmm. which is our our bride. She's more of a mournful character that we're supposed to connect to in the French version, and they've kind of reinterpreted that into this idea. Also. Um, his original manor that they show that they go to, Ben probably knows this too. That's the Disney World Haunted Mansion. I thought so. I, caught I, was, that. Going to, I was going to ask because I've only been there once and it was at night and I didn't see it very well. I was yeah. going to ask, was that the Disney World Manor? I, sorry, yeah, because the I was because obviously the the original Haunted Mansion, the one in Disneyland, based off of based off of New Orleans uh, Mansion, New Orleans. It's, it's classic, it's iconic, but a lot of people love the Disney World one, which is a New England colonial house. Yes. And of course, when they go to the Hatbox Ghost's original manor, and I saw that it was the Disney World one, I was like, oh, yay, they were able to incorporate it. Yeah. And also, you know, the Winona Ryder character, or the Winona Ryder cameo was fun to see sure. how she... yeah she's pretty but yeah i i totally noted yeah i did catch that i was like yeah they did incorporate the disney world because uh i will admit i really really like the disney world haunted mansion a whole lot i love i love ours but the disney world haunted mansion is really fun i'm i'm a garbage person and i'll say this but like uh it's the it's the french one for me now that i've experienced guys it has vincent price vincent price is the bad phantom like you're not gonna you're not gonna do better than that i probably would say the french version but we all know what happened to me I know, I know, I understand. Uh, to be honest with you, if 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 this had done well enough and they wanted to do another, I wouldn't even necessarily want any of the characters to come back. I just want them to do the Phantom Manor story um, as a oh, as sure. a separate film because that has a whole other world they could do mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, one thing that uh, I, I do like those references. I'll just clear that up and. and put a button on it that I think that's that's well incorporated. I do feel like they kind of wanted to pull some ideas from specifically the French attraction with how they wanted to make the hatbox ghost land. But I think it works. I think you're right, Brandon, like this idea of of what he why he's there and what he's doing. Um since we're talking about him, I wish he were more practical. Uh, Me too. I like of- I appreciate I appreciate that from the neck down he is. Yeah. But I wish that there was more of the face that was i would i would like him so much more in this movie and i get that i'm basically signing on for more of jared leto's performance to come through but um because i as it is i kind of like did it even need to be him I it doesn't i didn't care um no. <laughs> but if but if it's practical i just think i'm thinking back to like i'm thinking back to ghostbusters i'm thinking back to things like that where like a practical 
matte face of trying to recreate essentially what they're doing with the CGI. I just think it would stick out in the in the mind better. I think it would be more effective. I think there are moments like where it's in the the lantern where that can be like CGI'd up a, a bit. But when it's just him in some of those final scenes of the film, I'm like, man, just make that practical. It would look so good. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it especially for the vibe of what Haunted Mansion is doing. I think that would just I'd I I'd give a full like extra star for a practical hatbox ghost. Honestly. Yeah. I- I kind of agree with you on that one. I was thinking about this the second time I watched it because I watched it earlier this week again. Um, I don't understand, frankly, why it's Jared Leto. There's nothing in the voice or the face or a performance that <clears throat> says it's Jared Leto. Nope, there's not nothing up. There's nothing. There's no Jared Leto in this performance. And like, I'll be perfectly honest. That's not necessarily a negative. Um, no. but it is, <laughs> it is weird when you're like, Oh, Jared Leto was the hat box goes. I had, I, if it doesn't tell you literally, it could be anybody. You, it could just been like some random actor. Cause obviously they modulated the voice for the hat box ghost. But mm-hmm. I, if, if his name didn't pop up at the credits, cause I completely forgot that Jared Leto was the hat box ghost until his name popped up in the opening credits. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. <clears throat> And he's my as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, are we sure that's him? Because he's because I, I don't want to praise Jared Leto. But at the same time, it's like he's kind of toning down the Jared Leto-ness. And I'm kind of liking the performance. I, I like know? the performance of the Hatbox goes. I just don't understand why it's Jared Leto. I, yeah. I agree. You know who I think could have done it without being modulated? Because part of it is I'm kind of like, yeah, OK, voice modulation. There are actors out there who could have done a cool voice without being so modulated a little bit for like ghostly effect, but not like completely unrecognizable to their voice. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. um, would have been, oh, would have been a great hat box ghost. I think uh, uh, yeah. he, he has he's got a good face. He's got a good face. For yeah. It yeah. It, it, like you do the practicality with him. It would be fun. And he's got the, he's got the right um, when he wants to do like his, his deep stuff. He's got a good, creepy voice for the haunted mansion i think not um, only that sorry to to extrapolate on your point sparks even when they do the flashback sequence with um the hatbox ghost like when he was mortal they did a cover batch would have worked perfectly for that part too where he was like you know the kid who was cast out of his family and then it became a serial killer Sure. I really I, I want to say because you bring that up. I want I, it's reminding me of a, of a point. I think it's I think one of the funniest moments of it. And I'm, I hope it's intentional because if it is, it's brilliant is when they they go to the sketch artist to sketch the the hat box goes and they, you know, it'd be great if he had skin <laughs> and then smash cut to it worked out. So we know it's crump and that's <laughs> just like that was really funny. Um, I I love the guy who I can't refer, remember his name, but seeing uh, Sloan from Sonic the Hedgehog beat this the sketch arts and she's just like a, a, a top hat. I absolutely love not that Sloan from Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-mm. That's a son. This this actor is Hassan Minaj. Hassan Minaj is not in Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Uh, Hassan Minaj is um, Daily Show. Yeah, he was. And, uh, and then other he had things, his own, like he... yeah, he had his own show on Netflix and everything. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, I and now I feel terrible. That's no, okay. it's a good. He's a good. He's he's a really funny guy. I really like him. And he, yeah, oh yeah, really, it is Hassan. Oh, I'm an idiot. Wow. Yeah. When he's doing the the uh, hat, a top hat, hat, a top, a top hat. hat. So okay, that does that does run into one of my things with this movie. 
And and there are other movies that I think pull this off where I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Um, this one, it bothers me to an extent. And it this could be personal. Um, it's modern day, but they they really try and make you think it's not. In a lot yeah, of they ways. do. Some of it's costuming choices. Some of it's the fact that nobody ever pulls out a cell phone. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is like, if you want to do a period piece, we could have just done a period piece. Like you want to do like, the mid 90s or whatever which is kind of what the vibe of it seems like it's aiming for uh then do it i don't know why are we why are we mixing modern day and like this aesthetic of like it it, the thing about it is that like every time everybody leaves the house i'm like does time change when they're stuck at the house are they from the 90s and they're entering 2023 and I know, it like, was, that's a joke, but it's just, like, they feel so out of place compared to everybody else when they're standing next to them. They go back out into the world to a scene, like, with Hassan Minaj or something. Uh, and they all look like they're dressed just not to the time period. Maybe Lakeith Stanfield kind of gets away with it, but the rest of them, not so much. It was Rosario's, Rosario Dawson's hair. When when we first see her... Her whole like, outfit. What is... What era are you trying when to When I saw from? the trailers, I was confused. Yeah. <laughs> uh I just could, like I had the same issue. And the like, car? The car she drives? I'm like, what were that's we no doing? one's no one has a modern day car in this. Yeah. It was it was incredibly weird because like you're thinking to yourself, like, is this and then the kids playing with action figures? Um it, it was uh, the kid's weird and I get it. I get that's the point of the kid, but like I was just kind of also confused about the time period that they were supposed to be in. So and it wouldn't bother me too much more than oh, oh no he froze Do we fra- did he freeze oh who froze me freeze you did you yeah, froze. froze yeah oh okay so it okay. wouldn't bother you what well we're... it wouldn't bother me so much if it weren't for one specific detail which is right. i was just sitting in here talking with my dad and that implies a oh. cell phone yeah and we never yeah. see a cell phone and i'm like so are there cell phones or aren't there cell phones because you got to ask a question at that point yeah yeah that's a really good point that's a really good point i didn't think about because like when when that moment happens towards the end i'll just sit in the car and talk to my dad and lakeith leaves i was confused because i was like wait how are you talking to your dad Mm-hmm. okay so at that point in the film i'd assumed that everybody knew the dad was dead i know they had said it but i thought the context was clear so me too. just being like this is chill and i'm like it's not chill if he's talking to the ghost of his dad you maybe have to ask a follow-up question right. but i was like i guess the assumption is supposed to be that the kid has a cell phone but i'm like what has led you to believe that this kid has a cell phone nobody has a cell phone apparently <laughs> It's a really good point. I didn't think I, about that at all. You know, I didn't know until you guys real said that then no, no one has a cell phone. I did not catch it because I honest to God thought that he said, yeah, I was talking to my dad. I thought, oh, he just called him. So his parents are separated. OK, um, like, it's yeah. one of those things where, like, realistically, this plot feels like it's structured to have characters who don't have cell phones. Oh, my like God. It's, it's one of those that's built in an older in an older film style where, like, it, it, there's this thing where, like, if you go through like every film plot before the seventies, almost every single one, if the invention of cell phones exists, the story doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that's very like, and this is one of those where like key things in this story wouldn't happen if they had cell phones. Sparks. 
Yeah. There is a cell phone in this movie. Right, there is one. It's on the yes. camera. Yeah, uh-huh. It's an that's iPhone. The, that's the one time. That's the one thing that cued me in that I'm like, so they are modern, and they do have it, but they're not using them? And, like, this movie just feels like the majority of it wants to be set in a particular time period. And for whatever reason, they were told they can't do that. But sure. they didn't really change the vision. Yeah, and the thing, the place has Wi-Fi because they're using laptops. Yeah. So it's it's just it's just weird. It's just one of those weird things where I'm like, why are we fighting the modern age in mm-hmm. this movie? Either either be a period piece or don't. I just like and and it's not necessarily the absence of technology. Again, it's the costuming. The costuming drives me crazy. I'm like, these are not people in 2023. Rosario yeah. Dawson does not dress like this in 2023. <laughs> right. Um, Rosario Dawson is one of my favorite moments in the movie. In the beginning, when she's when they go into the mansion and and the kid runs down after seeing the the bride and and, he, and he's like the place is haunted. And then the through the shenanigans of like the the suit of armor ghost it, it ends up behind the kid and she's just like, nope, we're leaving. And just, they just hold. <laughs> no, we out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That it's I do like the, the whole because you know trope in a horror film is like oh it's fine we'll be okay it's just an old house it's crickety yada 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 and then you know she actually sees this the spooky stuff and she goes nope we're not bye peace see you later and i think i think to the credit of of both performance and and writing of the film i think it's really good how you are pulled into like why did they go back you know, mm-hmm. like when Lakeith Stanfield gets there and they're back and it's like, I, I got to tell you, like, it's it's a real nut house in here. You don't want to come in. Um, and that the unraveling of uh, the ghost thing and then and then her, he and being like, now I'm trapped and I can't leave this house and I can't believe you would do this to me. And she's like, well, I felt pretty bad about it until I realized you were taking five thousand dollars and taking no pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like his, I also, go ahead, Ben. No, just like the, the whole scene where he goes. Yeah, that was really, and when when um when um oh what's her name Tiffany Haddish uh when she when she leaves and comes back two hours later and she's like I know you didn't tell me that you didn't say, do this on purpose why would you do that and she's like giving Owen Wilson a rinsing yeah yeah it's really good. that was really good mm-hmm. um Tiffany Haddish is pretty good in, the, in this one I think I think honestly the cast our core cast yeah work really well together I think so too I think. I think it's unfortunate that uh, after about the first half hour, Rosario Dawson just becomes mom um, mm-hmm. and there isn't a lot more for her to do. She gets a couple good lines, but like as a character, there's not even the stuff developing with her son is more her as a third person perspective because the Stanfield takes the center stage for it. Right. Um, that's a good point. And I think that's that's a little bit of a bummer. Um, it feels like she should have been a little bit more like if if there were characters that should have arcs like it's the son, her and Lucky Stanfield and everyone else is kind of there for fun. Yeah. Um, but she kind of gets sidelined, I think, by the story, uh, which is a little bit of a bummer. Um, but I really like. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think they play with is Owen Wilson a priest or not for a little too long. I think I think that he should have given up the ghost. Sorry for the pun on that one. A little sooner <laughs> when he when he's like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go pray. I'm gonna go do morning. There's prayers. like three. It's there's like morning. three. There's like three seeds before he admits that he's not a priest. Where like characters are like, is he really a priest? <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, I think after one or two, we could have pulled the wool off of that one. 
Yeah. We're stuck with them either way. It's not like they're going to get rid of them. Owen Wilson has this kind of air of, I'm just here for uh, to have a good time as an actor yeah. in this movie. And I'm yes. here for it. Like, I really think he's having a good time. Honestly, a lot of them have that vibe. Like, Owen Wilson's yeah. very committed to it because his character allows him to kind of do that. But I think that that is part of what works about the movie is everyone feels like they're there to, like, enjoy doing this. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's part of what makes it fun to watch. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I think. Oh, sorry, real quick, Ben, uh, uh, on Owen Wilson. I, I really like his whole uh, reversal. He, he really comes together as a character, I think, in the third act um, mm-hmm. with his whole reversal of like, do you want to be a hero today? And he's like, oh, damn it, you got me with my own line. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he, he the, the leading the ghost revolution is a little corny, but like, uh, I take it. I accept it. I, I'll take uh, it. I yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's kind of yeah. set up, and sorry, but real, real quick, it's just kind of set up because like the ghosts are obviously scared of of the hatbox mm-hmm. ghosts, and so like he him getting to them, it 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 does work in a corny way, and yeah. it's because you know what, honestly, if it wasn't mm-hmm. Owen Wilson, I don't think you buy it as much. That's but true. Because it it is Owen Wilson, you you you're you're on the you're on. I the think ride. It, I think if it's not Owen Wilson or Jeff Goldblum, you don't buy it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum would be another actor I could buy from buy this from ben you had something to say but yeah Yeah, i just wanted to to extrapolate about how i feel the cast is having a fun time uh one of the standouts Mm -hmm. for me is dane devito i absolutely love him in this movie Mm -hmm. i think he's just so fun to be around like when he's trying to he's like yeah i'm going to the house and there and uh owen wilson oh my god when they're in the benny (laughs) hanas and he's like i want to go and owen wilson's like you should come and like uh, yeah yeah. motioning him to come is like you really shouldn't go as he's motioning him to come (laughs) yeah yeah just that whole like that and then when he finally shows up and uh he's like yeah i need i have heart surgery a few days and they're like what just yeah, they're old. like you shouldn't. You shouldn't be. You should here. not come to the house. Yeah, you should not. Yeah, I just. I like. Um, I like the smash cut to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the ghost is following him to the hospital, and even when they do find that Madame Leonardo, and she's like three dollars, and he goes, "It's highway robbery." I just, it's it's fun. Oh, um, Owen Wilson. Uh, well, I want to say I want to say because we're talking about some standout Danny DeVito's. Um, I this is mostly a stand on Lakeith Stanfield. This is mostly a Lakeith Stanfield scene that I really love, but it's when he's talking about his his wife who passed away. Oh, and sure. and he, you know, he he's crying and super emotional and it's like working for me. Like I'm really with it. Uh and then Vito has this moment, man, think of the cholesterol on that girl. <laughs> and everyone just cracks up. It's a good, it's a good breaker, uh, for yes. sure. Um, since you brought that scene up in particular, I have to admit that like I agree with you. I was very much with Lakeith Stanfield. I was like feeling the emotion on this. And then he name dropped Baskin Robbins and I, I got immediately like yanked out of it. Like <laughs> I was like, what? why, why was that necessary? And it's, you know, branding, but like it sucked. It sucked to make an actor in the middle of that have to say Baskin Robbins when it made no damn sense to do. I, yeah, I don't think it pulled me out quite as hard as it as it probably did you. But I, I don't I don't disagree with the point. I think it's a it, it is it is a it's an interesting name drop to do. It wasn't it wasn't an important part of the emotional story. It's just like okay, what? Yeah, D- damn I, I, corporations. Well, I, so I really, Lakeith Stanfield is the emotional core of this film sure. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I I think he's so good in this. I think he's good in general. Like I've loved him in every movie I've seen him in. Um, small or big parts, like it doesn't matter. I think he's really good. Um, but I th- I just think there's something about him in this movie that just like I just fell in love with him all over again. When he's when his entire arc, I think just in general, the Keith Sandfield's kind of like casual air about him is really mm-hmm. interesting to me for to watch. That's just the the kind of character he plays mostly. But when when he's doing the emotional scenes, when he's doing kind of the action scenes, when he's chasing, when he's running after the hat, when he was running away from the hatbox ghost, or when he's in the the reverse seance, um, sure. I think all of it, like he really like commits, and he's really, uh, and I really, I I really like it. I just, I, I all of this is just for me to say, like I really like him in this movie. He makes me cry multiple times in this movie. Yeah, I, I think he's. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Ben. I, I love how. I love his character arc, like the entire, mm-hmm. like how the story about him, like when he first meets his wife in the opening scene, I think is really cute. Cause obviously you know that this is a special yes. connection to find out. And then later, I mean, you have a feeling that she did, that she is gone throughout the film, but when he finally admits it that, cause he was a skeptic, she was a ghost tour. Uh, she was a ghost tourist or not tourist, but she was a, a tour guide, tour guide in new Orleans. And he's an astrophysicist but they got along so well. And just that entire arc of him still wanting to hold on and still missing his wife and still doing the tours for his wife is very heartbreaking and heart wrenching. Yeah. And I, and it, yeah, I a hundred percent agree of what the one he was giving his whole speech about his wife. I was just thinking, it was like, man, this is actually a really great plot point for, for a skeptic turned somewhat believer turned hardcore skeptic again. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I was like, man, they they're pulling some, they're pulling a, a somewhat uh, original story, like a la Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like, this is original. This there's a reason why he comes to the house and it's, I really like this and how it connects. And of course, later on the Hatbox ghost tries to use his wife against him. Yeah. Well, it is a, uh, it is a deeper, a deeper, fresher, more personal, uh, amped up version of the dad from Casper. Yes, I agree. Yeah, oh, 100%. yeah. Um, I, I think what's I think what's interesting about what like what really nails the what really nails the emotional arc for me uh, that he has is when the hatbox ghost is being pulled under and he's like, oh Ben, you could tell her that you find you could tell her that you that that you love her. She never find, and and he has the callback which is with which from Tiffany Hash's character that she knows and yeah. like i got i'll be real with you guys like the water works are coming no it's uh, uh, yeah. that that that's that is the crescendo of the movie it's the part you needed yeah um, yeah yeah it's it, it i think that really works i do mm-hmm. i agree um i think it's very very much you know part of part of how he wasn't moving on from his grief is because he felt like and i did think it was a little like forced the the fact that like they didn't have uh, their last conversation was like one of the only times where they ever had a fight um and and that they had one and then she died and it's like oh well that weighs on me now and i'm like cool you like fought like what three times in your entire relationship and you think she didn't know you loved her because of that (laughs) one fight (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh but the point of that being why you know he can't move forward with his life and uh, then accepting that, of course she knew, and and throwing that back, you can't you can't own my grief kind of deal yes. is really good, and I think it yeah. I think it hits. 
um, yeah. for sure. I, I want to, because Ben was talking about some of the New Orleans stuff earlier, I did want to touch on like, there is an in- inconsistent vibe about this movie that also gets to me. Um, if you're at all familiar with like culture in New Orleans and the movie does introduce and flirt with it at the beginning, um, death is a celebration. That is just part of how they view it, like parades and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of at the beginning of the movie. And I feel like so much of the rest of the movie runs against that idea mm-hmm. um, and doesn't play into that notion at all. And it, it I was kind of like, oh, why, why did we even open with that if that's not a part of the theme of the movie? Um, like you could argue in the bare minimum by the end of the movie, all the ghosts are celebrating while they are dead. Yeah. Uh, but that's not really the point of the, the point is that like that opening where you see like them doing a parade for someone who has just passed, they do celebrations of life. That's what mm-hmm. they do. They celebrate the life of a person when they pass. Um, that is very much deep in the culture in new Orleans is, is that idea. Uh, and it's weird to introduce that and kind of do nothing with it. Sure. That's a good point. Um, I think they're just playing with the fact that like we're in New Orleans and this is a thing about death. And I'm like, cool, but like that means something. And the rest of the movie just doesn't play to that theme. And yeah. I would have I would have liked it if just a single one of our characters who was at the Haunted Mansion, any one of them brought that perspective to it. That like when someone passes it is an opportunity to celebrate all of who they were. Could be um, could have been Tiffany Haddish's character. It could have been. Yeah. It, yes, absolutely. It could have been her. It honestly could have been Owen Wilson. It could have been like they're all New Orleans. The only person it couldn't have been, I think, is Rosario Dawson or the Key Stanfield because of what he's going through. Yeah. But it couldn't be Rosario Dawson or the kid because they just moved here. Mm-hmm. But it could have been Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish or Danny DeVito. Any of them yeah. could have done it and I would have accepted it. But the fact that it's not introduced into the story again as any part of the theme, I'm like, why even why even start with it if you're not doing yeah. anything with it? That's a good um, point. Because it is something that I think should it is set in New Orleans. That is part of how they feel about death. It should be a little bit a part of this movie. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of wish it was. Yeah, I get that. Uh, um, uh, real quick, also, I want to get out um, on a note on the kid. Um, have him be really upset and trying to deal with the death of his dad or have him be bullied a lot. Not both. <laughs> You think so? <laughs> I think so. I don't like <laughs> because the bullying one ultimately just turns into I became cool with my dad having passed, and I guess I also became cool at school. Yeah. <laughs> like it didn't mean anything. It didn't mean anything. We didn't need it. Just have it be about him losing it. Like just have him the far more important one is the fact that he's going through a separate but similar grief parallel to Lakeith Stanfield. Just have that be a part of what he's going through. So it can my, even be, you could even like, sorry, real quick. You can even just nuance it a little bit better of like the way he behaves and Lakeith Sanfield not totally getting it until he realizes his dad died. And he's like, Oh, that's the way that this is all translating out. But having him also be bullied for all this stuff. I was like, you just don't need that. Like it's not, it's not connected. So my really only issue oh there was a cameo from ryan in the background <laughs> the ghost of ryan um the, i'm haunted <laughs> they really the i guess the, that's the only thing but like the biggest issue i have with it is the kid i think the kid's arc is just too half-baked there's not quite a lot there's not really 
an emotional crescendo for this kid. And when when it's when it's revealed that the hatbox ghost is <laughs> is trying to get the kid and not yes. Lakeith Stanfield, yes. that I think that comes out of nowhere. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. I just kind of wish there was more. There was more there to kind of create this through line. This is part of why I say don't do both of those stories with the kid, because you basically spend the first half of the movie just focusing on this bullying thing. And that's clearly not the important part. So don't do it. Um, Give more time to what you're talking about, Brandon. Absolutely. I agree. And I think the problem is that they wanted to leave it as an audience reveal. And I'm like, don't let us know that the kid is dealing with this. Leave it as a Lakeith Stanfield reveal. He doesn't know until the point in the movie that he finds out. But we should know ahead of time. We should know that he's having these. Yeah. Um, and be afraid because like we're watching Lakey Stanfield think, I've got this, I'm handling this, I'm gonna say no to the hatbox ghost. And in our heads, we're like, but he's after the kid. Um, and sure. you can just do that, but I think the fact that they held back for the audience reveal is what hurts that story. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Um, um go ahead, Beth. No, I, um since we're kind of like talking about more of our negatives, I what do want to there is one negative that one glaring negative that I have with this movie is that they just completely forget about um master gracie like 100 percent, mm. they bring him in he's a big part of the, he's not a big part of the movie but he's like a very big subplot and there's just no um reconciliation there's just like no um what's the word i'm looking for um there's no closure for him he he does he does save uh he does help Lucky Stanfield get to the kid and save yeah. him, right? Like that's yeah. the last time we see him, isn't it? That is literally the last time. No, the, we the see last him. time the last time we see him is after that when he brings Rosaria Dawson to Lucky when he when he connects Rosaria Dawson the kid and, and Lucky Stanfield in the, in the mansion. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, but to Ben's point, I agree. Um I think kind of to, to Brandon's point earlier with Lucky Stanfield, the fact that he says um she knows uh, and pushes him in. I wish the movie cared enough about Master Gracie to show him watching Lakeith Stanfield do that. Mm. And he has acceptance yeah. because the whole thing is he's never going to see his wife here. She mm-hmm. moved on. He needs to move on. I agree yeah. with Ben. Like all the rest of the spirits in the Haunted Mansion can hang out. Master Gracie should have gotten to move on at the end of this movie. That yeah, is part of the whole point. Like why is the hat box ghost there? Because Master Gracie kept reaching out into the beyond trying to find his wife and mm. failing because she is not there. Yeah, I uh, would say real that quickly, I like the ghost designs. Yeah, they're good. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ghost design, yeah, ghost designs are, are nice, but that is just like one glaring thing because obviously like with the story of the right because we were talking about earlier how um the film is very beholden to the events and the things of the ride. And Master Gracie obviously is the the master of the haunted mansion. He was the one who owned the house. He is a very large part of the ride. The whole one of the stories right. is you're going to his funeral at the mansion. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he gets no resolution, that's the word I was working for a resolution yeah. is kind of a big oversight and a big plot hole is like, or to me, it's a big plot hole. It's like you are something that leaves me unsatisfied. Now, while the, all the main characters that I do care about, obviously the key Stanfield Rosario Dawson, the kid Owen Wilson, um tiffany haddish they all have some sort of um resolution at the end of the film and they yeah. all come to terms with whatever like danny uh, devito is just happy to be here yeah he's just happy <laughs> to be here he's he's just he's the he's the exception but the fact but when i left the movie i was like but what ha- did master gracie ever move on is he did he get some sort of happy ending 
did the guy finally also like come to terms with his own death? Because nothing. He just he reunites Rosario Dawson with her son, but then just distant, literally just like fades away. It's like, but what about him? No, this is a reason they're all here. This is a great point, Ben. Uh, honestly, this is a solid, solid point. Um, and I'm really glad you brought it up because I do think it's a flaw of the film. It's weird to have catharsis for the sea captain ghost, but not yeah. Master Gracie. Like, th- that's unusual. There should have been either Master Gracie should have been watching Lucky Stanfield do that and and felt the parallelism and felt that connection and passed on himself. Or Lucky Stanfield talks to him about it after and is like, you know, I'm sure she knows, too. She's not here. And you, you know, you should accept that she knows you loved her and, and go, go find her. She's not here. She's in the further beyond. Um, and thus let him move on. Uh, yeah. I do think that you set up that they are parallels to each other in their grief. So it is weird to not give him his, his ending story yeah. for that. I, mean, I agree 100%. And Sparks, you said that the sea <clears throat> captain had the sea captain. A hitchhiking ghost has a resolution. He steals a man's boat, but we can't see Gracie fade away to the great beyond with acceptance. Even just like some little interaction, like you said, like with between the key Stanfield and and Gracie, they're like, dude, go. That would have been that would have been so much better. It's like cool. All the loose ends would have been tied up, but this is still just one massive loose end at the end of the movie. I'm just like, but they didn't do that. Or honestly, even give it to Tiffany Haddish, to be honest with you. Let or her yeah. let her help him just the same way she helped Lakeith uh Lakeith's character uh just move on. I I really good, really good point, Ben. It's it's he's absolutely forgotten in the story and he shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. Um I really I I no I shouldn't say I really like the music. I like the music. I, I do like how no, I like the music. I think it's really good. Yeah, I do like how it incorporates the haunted mansion theme um, with it within the within the soundtrack. I think it's all played out very well. I think they find a good way of orchestrating all the different um, pieces of haunted mansion music. The the you know like the the main theme, the grim grinning ghosts. The like it's all it's all interwoven pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really do like it. I think it's good. And I also really I also like that because the hatbox ghost made the villain that's trapped all these ghosts um, and the idea that, you know, he needs a thousand ghosts in order to be freed, um, which is a nice way to incorporate the 1000 ghost yeah. thing. From the 999 vibe. happy haunts. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, so, but I also like how it creates this idea that the ghosts will help the, our, our heroes when, when needed. So like when the, when the, when the, the, the room, the living room starts stretching, um, you see the ghosts on that are in the paintings are like get get on the thing quickly climb up uh, you know they're they're helping him I thought that was kind of I thought that was cute and clever mm-hmm. right yeah I agree and then the uh, I still like the I still like the joke from the, that we saw in the, the second trailer with the ghost that's in the candle and the candles blowing itself out I was about to bring that up too I I love that but I yeah. wish I, I I honestly like I don't usually say this but I'm like I wish that gag kind of went on a little longer or they kept that uh-huh. candle ghost around somehow because it was cute as shit no 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 it's like no stop it like he's like no stop that stop like he goes he's like ah crap um there I I think there I think I don't think it's I don't think it's a scary film and it's not trying to be, but I do think there's actually some solid horror elements that are sprinkled throughout the film, especially in the beginning. 
Um, which is the only thing I actually have to say on that. So if anyone wants to say something on that, I'll, I want. There's another thing that I do want to say. Oh, give me a moment. Um, I'm trying to remember if anything stood out to me as like particularly like, ooh, good one. Um, it's the it's the one particularly. It's in the dream sequence that that I that I point out. Uh, that I that I think is is pretty is pretty good. Um, where where it's where the where Ben sees his wife, and she turns around and she's kind of got that like big that big shit eating grin on her face, and she and and it kind of like uh. And it's kind of like a jump scare. I yeah. think that one's pretty effective. Sure, I agree with that. Um, yeah, nothing's nothing's. It's been a little bit, so nothing's visually coming out to mind. I, I I think I I will say like in general, I think we landed in that again that nice space of kind of like the Casper area of you got you got a fair bit of like this would scare a kid, uh, but not really getting too spooky. I think we could have gotten a touch spookier. I think, frankly, the hatbox ghost being practical would have made him spookier. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a, a touch spookier, a touch uh, just a little bit scarier, and I think we it, would have been golden. I would say it didn't it didn't scare me, but I did like the effect. Um, it's when uh, Ben goes back to the, his home, and you know he's getting haunted by the sea captain, and then there's that big wall of water where it goes return, and he just and he just um, gets washed out into the middle of the street. Yes. And he's just like, what the hell? I, I, I wouldn't say that that wasn't scary, but that I would say is like, okay, that was, that, that's effective. As if I was in that situation and a giant wave of water just told me to return back to the mansion, I'm like, I'm gone. I will say that um, there's at some point when he's doing the the actual ghost uh, camera footage stuff and like a ghost moves. So like he he got a picture like they were in one position and then they're much closer and I thought that was effective, um, especially yeah. like the way they do the particleization. I'm like, this is good, like tense, spooky energy. Like, ooh, where are they? Oh, um, I put, like the particleization of the ghost. I thought that was clever. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was well done. I thought it was. I thought it was just on the right level of interpretation of like you can see it, but you can't quite see it. And mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was fun. I like that um, the, for the most part the hitchhiker ghosts are just nuisances. Like when he's in the diner and he pushes the pushes the yeah. the cup over, and he's, and he's just like. like yeah i think i that's that's all the more reason why like i could have done like 30 seconds of just like what what i'm asking for essentially essentially is the hitchhiker ghost to be casper's uncles um casper just pulling absolute bullshit for 30 seconds on owen wilson and i would have been like like, golden love it brilliant just like (laughs) moving moving the mug it's like what were you in a past life a cat yeah i Speaking of cats, of cats, actually. Yeah, I was going to go here, too. Oh, tater tot! So, I really... I, I Tiffany Haddish has a lot of, like, she makes up things that she called them ghost wings, reverse, actually, reverse yeah, yeah, yeah. seances, things like... Things that kind of that seem ridiculous in the moment. But I actually think one of the best moments of the movie is when... Because this cat has been in the movie. We've seen this cat. Yes. Uh-huh. Who's hanging around, uh, hanging around the house. And it's just this annoying cat. The fact that it ends up being called tater tot... Like really got to me. Honestly, that was pretty good. It's the way Lucky Stanfield reacts to the fact that the name is Tater Tot that yeah. I'm like, where he's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh no. Yeah, it's yeah, man. good. It's pretty good. Lucky Stanfield, Lucky Stanfield's a star, man. Like he's yeah. a star. Yeah, I mean, also even before that, when uh, Owen Wilson and Lucky Stanfield are driving back with the food. And he and Owen Wilson goes, "Hey, they put a tater tot in my fries." 
And he's like, okay. And he's like, it's a ghost no. week. He's like, no, it's no, not. It's, it's, it's not. That's not what happened. It's a popper. It's oh. a, it's a, he, he looks, he's looking at a bag of jalapeno poppers. And he's like, look, tater tots. It's a ghost wink. And he's like, those are my jalapeno poppers. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. No, the tater, the, but it's, but it's good. Cause it, that's pretty good because it keeps in your mind, like the, the idea of the ghost wink and the fact that it is like a tater tot reference. And then, and it makes his story about her, what she liked to eat, like land a little better. So you get the tater tot thing again, without the stupid Baskin Robbins name drop that pulls you right out of this. This is the cat's name. Good That's emotional Robin. bit. Oh my god! <laughs> Instant, instantly hate it. Like instantly hate <laughs> the movie. If like the ending of the movie is like, "What's your name?" Baskin Robbins. <laughs> it's a ghost wing. Um, let's see. I think I don't have much else I want to. I want to say about this movie. Hmm. Oh, um, there's some funny, there's some funny lines. I'll, I'll, I'll just mention a funny line, another funny line that I like, which is when, um, which is when, uh, she, when, she, when Tiffany Haddish first asks how old the kid is and it's, and this it says nine and she's like, I'm talking Oregon's on the outside. And Rosario, nine is young. Nine is young. <laughs> and she's like, no, it isn't. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Very good. Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish is pretty good in this movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I thought, she had some good moments. I, I wish, I wish I liked Jamie Lee Curtis as Madame Leota more. We haven't talked about her a lot, and that's kind yeah. of by design because I also feel the same way. Like she feels like stunt casting in a way where I don't think this is her fault. I just don't think, I don't think they execute Madame Leota very well, and I don't really know exactly where the problem is. Yeah, I'm kind of with yeah. you on that one. I don't really see. I like the end. I kind of like seeing her. She's kind of, this kind of funny, this funny moments with her. But I think it's more important only because of Tiffany Haddish, though. It's not really, you yeah. know, like like what it means for her character than it is. I, I think the the only real moment that I like Jamie Lee Curtis that, that that I really like is her flashbacks. Is when she's talking about her flashback sequence, and we see her using. There's a moment where that I really like where she's using the crystal ball to look for the hatbox ghost. Mm-hmm. And it like comes through. I thought that was kind of cool, for sure. Um, yeah, I just she didn't she didn't land as a character in the oh, way yeah. I kind of wish she would have. Yeah, I, I'll say I don't hate her in this. I mean, I was I don't hate yeah. anyone in this movie. I think everyone does it. Even Jared Leto, I don't hate him. Um, but I will agree that is he even was, here? Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm not sure. sure. <laughs> but I will agree that I was because obviously, look, Madame Leota is like a major. She's like. If there was a mascot to the Haunted Mansion, I would I would put up a debate that Madame Leo is one of the mascots for a Haunted Mansion. She's definitely one. I would say it's I say I would say it's probably primarily the hatbox. Uh, not yeah. sorry, the hitchhiking ghosts. I oh, would yeah. say they're the, they're number one. Madame yeah, Leo is are. probably number two, and then hatbox ghost number yeah. three, just because hatbox ghost is newer. Yeah, um, but I will definitely say that. I kind of, I would say that I would like a little bit more from Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't once again. I don't dislike her in the movie. I think she's fine. Sure. But with with a big character like Madame Leota, I kind of wish there's like a little more. I don't know. Is gravitas the word, or is gravitas what we want in this movie? It's so I I I really like. I'm I'm struggling to tell you what the problem is, Ben. I yeah. know there's a problem, and I I don't think it's the casting. No. It might be the direction. It might Probably. be the writing. It might be a combination of the two. Um, I think Jamie Lee Curtis is a good choice for Madame Leota. I just something about the way that she's worked into this movie just doesn't land 
again, like it's good. It's fine. But it's not it's not great. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't mesh well, right? It's almost well, it's almost kind of this is just me working through what the problem for me could be. It it's almost like she as a character, Madame Leota is less important than the book that she has. Do you know what it you know what I think it might be? Um Tiffany Haddish has the same kind of Owen Wilson thing when we first get her, which is like you kind of think she might be full of shit. Yeah. And not good at it, right? But she's yeah. actually great. Um and that's fine. And she's she's surprised about it when she's talking to the ghost. But they mm-hmm. kind of feel like they do the same thing with Madame Leota. Yeah, mm-hmm. like she's like they a, play the same vibe of like, well, yes, she's trapped in a crystal ball. But like when she was alive, she was also kind of just a charlatan. Um, yeah. And that's the vibe they play instead of her feeling like she presents this like. I am what Tiffany Haddish's character thinks I am. I am very good at this. I've always been very good at this. I commune in a way that and she doesn't have that presence. Mm-hmm. It feels like they introduce her with the exact same kind of feeling as Tiffany Haddish's character of like. But are you good at this? Were you good at this? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think for I think for me it really is the the fact that you don't really need Leota in this movie as much as you need her book. Uh because mm. uh Tiffany Haddish can use the book and she, in fact she uses it to do the reverse séance and she's the one who banishes the hatbox ghost and, and all of that are things that she could have learned through the book and so as a character you don't really need for me, I don't really think that you need Leota there outside of the fact that she is just a character that needs to be in this movie. Yeah, you could have structured it in a way where they find the book first and they try and do something and it actually makes things worse because of like misreading sure. it or the language being too confusing. And then Madame Leota's crystal ball appears uh, like she the crystal ball's been there, but she hasn't appeared. And she appears because she's like, you don't know how to read that book. You don't yeah. know how to read that. Let me tell you how to read that book. Um, yeah, you could have done something like that. And I think that, right, could, it, that would have helped. I think they should have committed to just the, the in general, the vibe of like, I'm better at this than you. Let me guide you mm-hmm. as her her thrust into the story more from the jump rather than just like, let me give you some information. Yeah. Um, anything else you guys have i i did think of one thing now it, the argument could be made that master gracie is this certain character from the ride but there's no as far as i am aware there is no ghost host uh isn't there isn't the guy who's who's put lighting the candles in the seance room the ghost host hmm. the the butler with the who who like possesses the key stanfield for a minute I know, I know what you're saying, Brandon. I I think to to Ben's point, like who's the who's the host of the house kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, oh, you okay, could right, argue right. that it's Master Gracie because you know he owns the place and you're and he's like you're his guest. But I I don't know because uh, I know we were. Talking I've always about how- Ben. I've always interpreted Haunted Mansion. We're talking about the right now. I've always mm-hmm. interpreted it that Master Gracie is the ghost host. Yeah, so did I. Um, so right. I would I would say that it is Master Gracie. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. There, it was just like some random thing, not to try to really like nitpick it and to like and make comparisons from the ride to the film. But uh, like once you go to Han Mansion, you hear that opening narration. It's like that is really cool. Where is that scary opening narration? To, to be honest with you, Ben, I think that's one of the better things to leave out of the movie. I yeah, think that, I, I, I think you, I think you cross into the territory of like 
pandering too hard to the ride yeah. at that point because like in the nature of this story it doesn't make any sense no i mm-hmm. I, I agree I, it was just something that i was like well, i don't know I, it was just a weird it wasn't nitpick it was just like something i in, just thought of in some ways it feels like they set up the hatbox ghost to have that vibe because at the beginning yeah. of the movie we get the the like you'll be back uh mm-hmm. from him and that kind of thing and if anyone were to do it, it would have to be the Hatbox Ghost because it's like he's kind of playing with everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think any any further commitment to it would have been like. Mm. Uh, all right. Well, should we rate it? Final thoughts or ratings? Sure. Uh, yeah. Ben, since you said since you spoke first, final thoughts or rates and ratings? I will say seven. It's still a very fun time at the movie theater. Um, it's still a very fun spoopy ride. Um, I would like to watch this again during Halloween time. I think this is a fun Halloween movie to put on if you don't want anything. Should have should have come out at the end of it September. It should have come out during Halloween. Damn it. Boy, if they if if they knew all the movie delays they were gonna end up having, I oh, think that uh I think it would have, but I mean the what fact a mistake. that this, Yeah, the fact that it's like, hey, this movie's coming out, cool in August. What? Or no, not even August, July. I was shocked when we looked at our calendar for the for the year, and and this was in the summer. I was like, "Wait, what are you doing?" Um, yeah. important important to note, it was originally in August, and they moved it back further. Dumb. Should've I think it was like August, like the the middle of August. Should have been on Halloween. Should have been on Halloween. It I'm not gonna say it should have been on. I mean, it should have been. It should have been like honestly, like late September is a good time. Yeah. For the like, because like you're gonna have some horror movies come out in October, and you don't really want to run into that crowd because like that's a harder crowd. Um, oh yeah. But but September would have been a good time. Kids are getting oh, no. the Halloween spirit by that point. Oh, you can't be late September with the perfect because that's when all the stores and a lot of Halloween stuff is like popping up and everyone's getting ready for yeah. Halloween. This would have this would have been perfect to have. I think that was like the main criticism that my fiance and I had when we came out of this movie. It was like, hey, that was fun. Wish it came out during Halloween time. That would have been perfect. And it's one of those things where like I guess like you can say they're banking on because other because a lot of some horror movies do this too, where like you come out earlier so that when the physical media version drops, it's mm. close to Halloween and people buy it. Um, but that hasn't really been their strategy for a while. And I'm like, I don't know, like, did you did you need to bank on? Because I'm sure it will. I'm sure like the physical media copy of this is probably sometime in late October. I just yeah. think of Goosebumps. Like mm. what a great what a great Halloween movie. Oh, Goosebumps like, is a good comp for this movie. That now is. that you mention it. Like the first Goosebumps movie, like came out in October. I went to see it in October. It was fun time. I saw it on Halloween. Like that. Th- this is that kind of movie. Yeah, this yeah. is the kind of movie that you're like. I want a. I want a good fun Halloween movie. You yeah. go see Haunted Mansion. Sure. Yeah, I would definitely put this. I mean, look, I love that Ghostbusters movie. Uh, Ghostbusters Goosebumps movie, but I would definitely agree that the Haunted Mansion Goosebumps. It's like you want something that gives the Halloween vibes, but it's not like scary. It's not like john carpenter's halloween where it's absolutely terrifying it's like hey i'm here for a spoopy good time sure with a little bit of spooky stuff in it but yeah Mm -hmm. i mean overall going back to my final thoughts sorry we had a little bit of a tangent i would definitely say this movie's a seven it's a fun time in the movie theater i there are problems with it but i would say it's still fun if you're a fan of haunted mansion you're gonna enjoy this movie and there are some really good emotional beats there's that glaring plot hole aside still fun I really liked it. 
I'll I'll jump off what Ben said to say, like, I also give it a seven. Um, I think I think there's a lot of truth in what Ben said, just from talking with other people about this movie, too, that like your familiarity and appreciation for the Haunted Mansion ride is going to affect how much you like this movie. And that's kind of, I think, the problem with it uh, in in like summary is Pirates of the Caribbean doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So you like the ride. You've been on the ride. You haven't doesn't matter. Good movie. And this one. I do think like it changes how much you think it's a good movie, depending how much you're familiar with the writer associated with it. Um, and I, I wish that it could stand on its own a little bit more than it's able to. Um, it definitely has some structural issues, some character beats that are a little off, but overall it's, it's committed to its vibe. It's a good time. It's a spooky, good time. Um, the cast really works together. And that helps a lot. Uh, the music is very good. The references are solid. Um, yeah, I, I hold it kind of in that Casper vein still. Um, I think I, I like Casper a little bit more. Um, but but it's it's in that arena. And that's not a bad place to be. Um, I don't like the Haunted Mansion ride. Uh, which is... So it's really interesting for me to say that I really like this movie. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think that this movie really works on an emotional level for me. Uh, I think Lakeith is incredible. Uh, he, 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 this is um, not the, probably the most I've liked him in, but that's to say, that's not to say that I've disliked him in anything. Um, I, he's an actor I quite like. Um, I really, I mean, he was the draw. He was the reason why I wanted to see this movie. I wasn't going for Rosaria Dawson. Um, and I, um, I really like the added lore with the uh, with the hatbox ghosts and with the the idea of the, the two mansions. Um, I really like the 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 really cast. I really like really I really I just really like this. I've got some issues with it, but I think I honestly think I'm going to. I feel like I'm gonna be real with you guys. I feel like I want to give this an eight point five, but I also feel like that's insane. Um, <laughs> so. I think I think I'm really I think I'm gonna get, I'm, I'm gonna settle on eight and call it at an eight. I think that for me for me this was a good time. It's funny. I love the cast. I like the lore. I I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the emotional core of the film works for me. Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight. And I, I'll again reiterate that like I still and maybe I won't on a second viewing, but I am still comparing it to like a movie we didn't get. Sure. Um, and like knowing that a better Haunted Mansion movie existed in some form um, and we'll we'll just never see it. And it's like, this is the thing we got to take instead. And I'm like, no, yeah. All right. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's um, a there's a 10 out of 10 Haunted Mansion movie in a different timeline that I want to see. <laughs> yeah, I I was about to say something's like, no, I don't want to be that that guy. But at the same time, it's like, I would have loved that version, though. Well, that's this time. Unfortunately, this timeline is over. Um, we have uh, so that's that's let, the Honda Mansion. Let Del Toro make the the French version. <laughs> the yeah. French theme park. Yeah, man. Do a movie. I, I'd do, I'd watch it. This um, may do well. I don't think we'll see another Haunted Mansion movie. I, mean, I would like to before I do my wrap up stuff. Like I, I would like to see Disney uh, focus less on Disneyland rides and more on rides throughout their the their other theme parks and incorporate things there and i know there's probably just not an audience for that or they don't think there's an audience for that here but i'd like to see that happen i think there's enough overlap of like storytelling elements and stuff because like 
it's important to remember that, like, realistically, if you do the Phantom Manor story, you're also you also kind of have to do Big Thunder Mountain because they're connected in France. Um, The two stories are part of the same thing. So you can get your like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad story all up in uh, a spooky ghost story. You could have a one two punch right there um, if you wanted to. I was actually honestly, I was thinking it was like if Disney started making more films based off their attractions, I would like to see a Big Thunder Mountain Western. I think they could that'd be fun. I mm, maybe for my next book club, I'll try and do the uh, one of those Disney Kingdoms comics like the Haunted Mansion is the secret mm. of the weird. Mm. Um, anyway, so that's 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 it, guys. That's that's the Haunted Mansion. Uh, let us know what you thought of the movie. Um, there's comments for that reason. Um, uh, you can find all sorts of shows. Uh, if you're watching Boy, this. this, this movie came out at an inappropriate time. This review is coming out at a pretty inappropriate time, I suspect, too. I doubt it's out in October. I doubt Probably. it. Probably. Watch this, watch this comes uh, out during Christmas. Yeah. You're, 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 you're so wide eyed. Um, Christmas, Christmas 2024. Yeah, right. I'm not convinced the strikes are ending this year at the time of this recording. It's still 2023. How is it in 2026? Let me know. Um, all right, guys. Uh, so that, that's if you're watching this, the strikes have passed and we are releasing this uh, in due time. So please check out our website at FakenerPodcast.com where you can find uh, the status for every single one of our shows that we put on on this network um, and what was impacted by the strikes and maybe catch up on some of the things that, that we are putting out uh, that are no longer delayed by the strikes and maybe uh, go catch up on some of the things that we did during the strikes, such as our basement arcades, our basement arcade pause menus and our, our Fickner book clubs, which are, which were releasable during the strikes. Um, yes. So check, the, so check out some of those things if you haven't already um, with that. And that the website is linked below as well as our, our links to our T public and our Patreon. If you'd like to support us financially, we greatly appreciate it. Of course you can follow us on social media on Fickner podcast. On all of them, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Fakenerguys at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch with us personally. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. I also write for AtomicGeekdom.com, KaijuRamaMedia.com, and I'm assuming, I think, whatever, who knows when this comes out, CBR.com. Uh, ben? Well, you could find me, uh, Grim Greeting with some ghosts, at BenMaga27 on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Threads. You could also find me writing for Old School Gamer Magazine, Fusion Gaming Magazine, GoNintendo.com. And speaking of spooky stuff, I also play Mary Frankenstein in the Dungeons & Dragons Real Play podcast, D & Dark. Um, at the time of this recording, our, we are we just finished with our mid-season finale. We're going to be on hiatus, but I don't know when this episode is coming out, so we probably <laughs> at the season finale. <laughs> Ben, maybe the season finale i don't know i would be surprised i would legitimately be surprised if this if this episode comes out before dn dark is done for the season uh i think i think dn dark won't be done for the season but you're definitely back on before this comes out (laughs) yeah i'm pretty sure we will be back on before this comes out but just to give you an idea of when we're recording this uh sparks uh you can find me working to find a way out at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. All right, guys, make sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast, and until next time you see us, stay fake nerds. Of course, there's always my way. <laughs> <laughs>